go. Oh, everything falling. This is what happens when you go live. Everything just falls down. There goes Gronky. There goes Gronky. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, the Spike King here. And this is Boston's Big Three, Episode 9. And today, it's Babs versus everybody. You see Tyler Miller, GRD, Jim Harbaugh. I don't need them here today. I need myself here. I need to come out and get a few things off my chest that's been going on the last couple of days. Going to talk a little bit about the Patriots. Going to answer a bunch of your questions as well, too. And uh, let's have some fun. I guess we have a comment section. I did this last time. Last time I got screwed over with Boston's Big Three. It's a reoccurring theme. It happens every single week. Oh, I can't come on. Spike can't, can't do it this weekend. You know what? The ship has to keep going, and I'm the one who has to keep going on with this. We have a comment section here. Make sure you throw some comments down. I'm going to read them throughout the time. I don't care if it's three people watching, one person watching, 10 people watching. We're doing this. We're live. So first off, I got a couple of things I got to promote here, of course, because this is Boston's big three, Baz versus everybody, Ride the Wave Media. Got to promote our guys. One in 100. One in 100 just did their raffle right before we went live here. And somebody who just won two tickets to this upcoming Thursday's preseason game Panthers versus Patriots. They are sitting right in the 100 level. And guess how much they spent? They only spent five bucks. See, with one in 100 raffle ticket website, you spend about five bucks. I would say opening night, 10 bucks or 10 or $14, whatever it ends up being. You have a chance to win the best seats in the house for just spending 10 to 14 bucks. Like this preseason game, you spend $5, you're sitting right down in the 100s. Those tickets right now are going for like 200 each. $5 to win a pair of tickets. That's what 1 in 100 is all about. 1 in 100 ticket raffle agency, 1in100.co. You go there. They're going to release all the Patriots games soon. They're going to be there this Thursday as well with the winner. And we're going to keep showing that all year this is what they're doing. And as always, with 1in100.co, your first entry is free. No credit card required at all. You just go in there. You can sign up with either Facebook or an email. You go right to checkout. Notice this is your first entry. Takes it right off. Your first entry is free every single time, even for the home opener. So you guys better consider that. 1in100.co. 1in100.co. They gave me a little hat. They said, hey, hey, Babs, we're going to give you a little hat right here. 1in100.co. Also, need to give a little shout out to my man, Greenline Tees. Greenline Tees just gave me this today. You know. I want to be on the. I want to be on the on the on the ro roster. What's this? I want to be the reason why no one else wears it. Cantor, little shout out right there to Cantor. Cantor, this this is actually I just got this shirt. I just opened it up. It's awesome. This feels like it's duct tape. It's printed on, but it feels like that. Greenline tees. You check them out all Celtics season long. He'll have all different kinds of shirts. Awesome, awesome dude. So let's get into this. We have a couple of things that we got to talk about. It's Baz versus everyone. I got my notes right here. We're not going to go crazy today. We're not going to take your, take your time, go too long or anything like that. But there's, there's some big things to talk about. Let's first, before we dive into the CLNS media debacle, because I want to talk about that, let's dive into the tattoo event this upcoming Thursday. This Thursday, August 22nd, 2019, the Spike himself, Spike King is going to get a Super Bowl 54 tattoo. Why are you doing it again, Spike King? I can't believe you did it. You did it once. You got lucky. You got lucky. Listen, first of all, luck is for losers. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later because I'm going to talk about CLNS about that one because luck is for losers. And I'll, and I'll explain why it is. I'll channel my inner Gary V on that. This tattoo event right here, last year, last August, right here, Super Bowl 53 champs. We came out and we said that it was going to happen. I believed in the team. GRD comes to me and says, you won't get it. You won't get a tattoo. Let's make a little bet. We end up making the bet. Gets a little viral. We go out there. And I stayed believing in that team. A team last year that won 11-5, a team that shouldn't have won at all, got it all the way, and they, and they did it. It made me think, this year, this Patriots team coming up is better than last year's team. Better defensively. Offense, you can say, well, they don't have Gronk anymore. Those people that say that they don't have Gronk, Anymore, must forget about Super Bowl 51 in that season when they had Martellus Bennett. Super Bowl 51, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. They did not have Rob Gronkowski on that team. This team can get away with it. Don't sleep on Ben Watson, a nice veteran right there. And I still think that Gronk's going to end up coming back. 
But don't forget about that, Pats fans, when you say they don't have that offense. Am I, Spike King, what are you worried about this year? Maybe the offensive line. You lost Trent Brown. You you uh, you have Isaiah Wynn coming off of injury. You don't have Gronk. You don't have Dwayne Allen for the blocking tight ends. Yeah. We need to protect Brady. Got to protect Brady. But no matter what, this team on paper, and paper champions don't win. Ask the Cleveland Browns about that one. This team on paper looks better. You see them in the first two preseason games. They look hungry. I like that Gerard Mayo's there for as a defensive coordinator. Love that Jamie Collins is back, giving them a little veteran leadership on that defense. That defensive line and that defense is going to be the best defense in the league. And what do I say? Defense wins championships. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. What won in the Super Bowl 53? Defense. A defense that Nate Burleson talked down about, that they only have middle-of-the-pack defense. This defense is going to be the best. Now I'm running. I'm 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 riding the wave. I'm right. That's right, Coleman Griffith. Coleman Griffith. I see you right there. This defense looks nice. Fire emojis. They do. This is why I believe in this team. And I said this in about July. People will say, "Oh, you're gonna get the Spike King. You gotta get it. You gotta get it." You know what's funny is that people will come out and say, "Oh, the tattoos are jinx. The tattoos are a curse." And you want to put your superstition, right? You want superstition. You're superstitious. You wear a certain jersey on game days. You might spin around a couple times. You might eat the same thing every Sunday. Maybe I'm superstitious. Maybe the Spike King has to get the tattoo again in order for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl again this year. So this Thursday, August 22nd, same place, same tat, same artist, same result, Super Bowl champ, New England Patriots. I'm going to get the tattoo. We're doing it at an undisclosed location. We're going to end up coming out to 6th string, 3.30 p.m., and at 6 o'clock on the dot, I'll be unveiling that tattoo. Timmy Boom Sauce, back-to-back tats, LFG. No one's done this. And you know what? I'm going to tell this everyone right now. I'm already going on a retirement tour because this is going to be the last time I do this. I've been blessed to have two arms right here, right here. We're going to be doing it back-to-back years. And when they win again, don't come at me for a third year. That's it. I am going to be the guy that retires the championship tattoo. Because, yeah. Someone out in Philly got one a week before Super Bowl 52. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice and neat. That's that's cool. But guess what? I'm the only one in history that came up before a season and got it and actually came out correct. I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to put myself in the Hall of Fame of tattoos. I'm going to, you know, Brady's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame too. Hall of Fame of tattoos. No one's able to do it ever again because you know what? Because if you do it once, you could say it's luck. You do it twice. You can never do it twice. It's going to happen. August 22nd, we're going to get it live, going to get it popping. Silver Bullet, Timmy Boom Sauce, Fitzy GFY, Dan Balloons. We got the Mass Pirates coming out. We got everybody, GRD coming out. And a couple more surprises that I cannot talk about right now. But more importantly, this event on August 22nd, this Thursday, Best Buddies, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. We are going to have a raffle table set up. They're going to have a bunch of items. We're still discussing on how we're going to do it, but it sounds like we're going to have about 20 to 30 different items that you're able to put a raffle ticket into, and they'll be doing a drawing the following Monday because on Saturday, Best Buddies Day at Launch Trampoline Park, so we can't forget about them either. (sighs) Talking for so long, not used to this. Eight minutes straight. So just make sure you check that out. Uh, this Thursday, we're going to have a fun time, raise money, have a great time. We're doing a pre-party. If you want to stay around for the viewing party, we'll be there. I will be there. I might, we'll see what ends up happening with me. I'm going to be all over the place like I always am, but we're going to have fun with that. Um, six string, just come out, not even 21 plus. You could come out and just have a fun time. 21 plus, uh, after the game's over, they have a little band going on. That's a tattoo party. That's six string. And I want to thank six string out there. If they're listening, if they're one of the seven viewers watching this, that I thank them for having us come out for ride the wave media. We're very excited to, to be able to do this. All right, let's get in to CLNS. Let's get into this whole media debacle this last week. And this is the real reason why I wanted to come out Baz versus everybody. And I thank everybody that showed the support. I thank everybody that you know, had our backs on this. And I want to explain my actions. I want to explain why I did it. And I acted alone as a spiking, as Brian, as Brian Babs. I acted alone. This doesn't reflect anybody else on Ride the Wave Media. Six weeks ago, we posted a video on Ride the Wave Media of someone taking an Al Horford jersey and they threw it in the toilet and they pissed on it. A video that was a user submitted video that we tagged them on it. 
because on Ride the Wave, we'll post whatever. We don't want to post fights. We don't post like we don't really post sex things. We don't do that stuff. We don't smut content. We don't want to do that. But something silly, something funny that we tag and we tell them, hey, this is the person that did it. I've done it numerous times on Spike King. Last year, someone took a Josh Gordon jersey and threw it in the fire pit after the, uh, the Steelers game. And they all thought it was me, which wasn't. I tagged the guy on it. Just goes to show you what how uh, social media runs. So, CLNS Media goes and chimes in on it and says, unfollowing the bunch of kids that are classless. Then the owner, Nick Geslow, goes on his personal account and writes on this and writes on the on the post, uh, just you know, classless, whatever he said. But he said the quote was a bunch of kids doing whatever they can to get clicks and noticed by no one. And now I like to take that quote, which is an actual quote, which has been posted numerous times, and I take that quote, noticed by no one, noticed by no one. Yeah, we might do things for clicks, like you know, the taco costumes, you could say that, that's fine the tattoos, doing funny videos because we want people to see us because we know we have something here. But when you say noticed by no one, yeah, maybe on the big spectrum of national media, but you can't say no one. I'm taking that small quote and I'm taking it and I dropped it right over here. I said, you know what? I'm going to save that for later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to remember that. Six weeks ago, what have we done at Ride the Wave Media in the last six weeks? And I went and showed you. And that clip that I showed you, everything that happened. Taco Tuesday out in Vegas. Filmed an NFL commercial, which we'll get into a little bit soon. Got to meet Taco Fall. Exchange, exchange phone numbers. Talk with each other. WBZ training camp. On training camp. All over the place. Like doing cutting promos for these people. We have guys from Ride the Wave Media going to Paw Sox games. Little Spinners games. We have charity work that we've been doing in the six weeks. We have podcasts that have been going on. We've been doing giveaways in between all this stuff. So, and I put it all together in a nice little video. The Taco Tuesday again at I Love Boston Sports and it was on Channel 5. We're on, we're on ESPN for things. It's just funny that you say that we're noticed by nobody. Noticed by no one. And I think that's complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. Don't come at us and say we're noticed by no one. We're obviously noticed more than you. That's cool. You guys get to have media passes and you get to go and interview players and you do X, Y, and Z because you're journalists. Guess what? And I know there's other people out there that talk crap about us. We're not journalists. We're just a bunch of kids that you want to call us kids. We're a bunch of kids that are just doing what we love to do. We love sports and we're doing it and we're having a fun time with it. And I know that people that watch us here or people that watch us on social media or follow us. They love it. There are people that follow us that might hate the Spike King, but they love Killer Kev, or they might like Dan Allison, or they like Dan Shea. They like what the other things are going on. So don't come out and say that we're noticed by no one because you're shitting on our work. You're shitting on the dedication. There are 30 plus people on our staff that are doing this because they believe in this. There are 30 plus people that are working hard at this. Some hard some harder than others. And I, and I always shit on our staff once in a while, but there are some people that are, are putting a lot of time and dedication because you know what I want to see CLNS and Nick? I want to see these kids grow. I'm not selfish on this. I want to see a guy like Dan Allison go and do a bunch of interviews at Paw Sox game and get picked up by a Nesson or NBC Sports Boston when he goes to college and does sports communication. Where have you been working the last five years? I've been working with Ride the Wave because in five years from now, Ride the Wave is going to be a hot commodity all over the Boston area. And we already are in, in, within the first six months of like what we've been doing here. I want these kids to work and I want these kids to succeed. And that's the whole point of the Boston youth movement. So when you come in here and you say on your personal account and you say it on your media account that we're noticed by no one, that is such bullshit. And that makes me want to come out and say, okay, I'll remember that because I'm going to make you eat those words. And it's for anybody else. I just posted something right before this that last year when I got the Super Bowl 53 tat and I posted about it and all these people come out and say, oh, you're a jinx, you know, you're a loser, you're a douchebag, this and that. I take tabs. Things don't go away. Social media is public and that stuff stays. And you can go back there and delete your comments. I'm already ahead of the game and I save those comments. I save them for another day. So. Just like that, I had all these people that posted about the tattoo and all these people talking shit about it. 50 weeks later, I post about it. 
And these are some of the same people, and I'm not going to call them out, that come to me halfway through the season, that come to me at the end of the season, they're sucking my dick. And it's just funny. It's just funny to be like, once you hate somebody and you and you make that first initiative, like CLNS did, unfollowing a bunch of kids getting clicks and no one likes you, you've already burnt the bridge, bro. Like, you have burnt it. Like, don't come out. Keep it to yourself. Stay there. All right. Because once you make a comment about somebody, you could change your mind. But you've always had that thought in your mind that they're worthless, they're wor- they're nobody's this and that. That's the way I see it, truly. So I remember this. I took it out. I made a video. But the morning of, I get a message from Nick Gessler saying, hey, Spike King, hey, Ride the Wave Media. He wrote to both of them. He emailed me. Hey, I would like to work with you guys. I feel like we could collaborate on something and it could bring us both to newer heights. Now, listen, I'm going to sit up for this one. There are so many people out there that have been seeing the wave. And we have our true guys that, and girls that have been riding this wave with us for the last year and a half that have been riding with GRD for a while that know and understand what we're doing. The second that we start getting that like real attention now, like because we've been there, we've been getting it. So we start getting that real attention. Everyone wants to come out of the way work and work with us. Everyone wants to come out and work and do something with us. Now, I have no problems working with people out there at all. That's what we got to do. You got to collaborate to succeed. But I'm never going to collaborate with people that have bashed us in the past or I know that makes no business sense for us that it's going to hurt us. I look at a situation like this, CLNS, you had your chance to just stay quiet and let us build what we're building, but you ruined it. Could you make us better in certain ways? Possibly. Could our podcast be better? Possibly. Could we get more in somewhere? Possibly. Guess what? I would rather earn it. I would rather work hard and fail 10 times over and get it on the 11th time. That's who I am. I, I'm gonna, I go everywhere here. We live in, you know, you can call me a millennial and people, and I see it too with younger ages, people think that things can get handed from them. And I'm going to get serious here. I believe in hard work. That's something that my grandfather, an iron worker, taught me how to do that. Hard work and dedication to build yourself somewhere. I've had another person that mentored me and said, listen, and this is years and years ago, don't worry about money. People always want money, 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 money. That comes later in life. That will come later. Get yourself established and put the hard work in there. And that's actually right, gonna go, because that's another person, Tom Brady, team effort, Put the work in there. And that's why I'm so happy to be born into this area of Massachusetts and sports because we have a guy like Belichick and Brady and Robert Kraft who teach you these values. That's why I like doing community service to give back because you have to remember these things in life and stay humble. So when I hear this stuff that people want to collab, the only reason why you want to collab with us is for the clout. It's for the clout. It's for the reason that you want our platforms to try to further yourself and then you'll just dump us off the side. I'd rather fail over and over again and I'd rather learn things in-house and get them fixed and situated because all we're doing is getting better every single day. It's a process. You keep riding that wave every day, every day, every day. You're not, I'm not looking for that one big breakthrough and then it's like all of a sudden you go catapult. No, we're progressing every day, just like August 22nd. I'm learning so much stuff that's going on in the background. I am so busy getting everything done, stuff that I never knew you had to get done before. And you learn because the next time we do an event, it's going to be so much better. And you have to fail a few times in order to succeed. CLNS, Nick Geslow, just wants to message me nonstop, giving me backhanded compliments, saying you're extending an olive branch. When you extend an olive branch, and this is a killer Kev thing because he we talked about this. You said an olive branch. It's like, hey, I kind of want to help you. And I respectfully declined. And I do not accept any apologies. I am all set. Then you say, well, I extended an olive branch and he didn't take it. And he's slapping me in the face for this. No, that's not what an olive branch is. You're just saying, hey, I would like to help you out. If not, no, no hard feeling. There are so many times where I've reached out to other people to work with them. And I said, hey, no sweat if it doesn't happen. Not a big deal. Don't make a big deal about it. He obviously made a big deal about it. This guy was nonstop messaging me. There's a lot of messages, and I have them all saved that I didn't really post out there yet. 
And I'm not going to because I told – you know, he wants to come out and say we have fake followers, which we don't. We never bought followers. We never bought fake followers. That's not how it works. Those audits are stupid. Those audits – there are so many people that have an Instagram that they don't use it anymore. There's a lot of bots that are going out. Those thought bots, those thought bots are everywhere. Everyone knows that. They come on your, they come and comment on that thing like, I'm hot, wet, and juicy. And they do it on Tom Brady's accounts too. So CLNS, this guy, Nick, wants to come out here and, and try to somewhat shit on us, but give us backhand, backhanded compliments, then shit on us again, then say we're working hard, but say that we need him. But he doesn't need – we don't need – all over the place. And what doesn't help Nick is we put him out there. I'll put, I put him out there. Put him on blast. This guy was commenting on everybody's posts and just shitting on them nonstop, like going back and forth. You're not helping yourself with anybody there. I know Nick and CLNS, you know, they do a good job in certain ways. Evan Laser, that's his name. He does the page. He's a Patriots beat writer. He does an amazing job. See him on Twitter all the time. Can't knock that. But guess what? Ride the wave, we'll get there one day. I ain't worried about that. Just like GAD, I ain't worried about nothing. We're building ourselves up for a future. We don't need to have media passes this year. We can get them next year. We can get them the year after that. We can get them three months from now. We are building things in our background. Just because you come out and say, well, I defended Anna Horford because I know her. And, you know, I have pull. I have pull. It's like, yeah, we don't have pull either. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> like I wasn't invited to Ty Law's Hall of Fame weekend and say, hey, Brian, you've done some great work. Come out here. Where were you? Where were you? I don't, and I don't shove that down people's throats. Like it's just like I worked with the guy and that's it. And you want to use one person. So I just – and this is what I like is I like people that want to fuel the fire. It keeps me going. There are so many people that talk shit about me all the time, all the time. Don't care if it's about my weight. Don't care if it's about my personality. But when you shit on a business and you want to shit on Ride the Wave where I had a vision, and we're going to get into that again later on, where uh, – because someone actually asked this question. That's why I just brain fart. But when you want to shit on a business where I had this set, mindset, like Ride the Wave, like this is what we want to do. And I got 30 people around me, 30 plus, and plus everybody else that's involved in this. Looking at this and saying, I believe in you, Babs. I believe in you. And you want to be that one person that wants to come out here and shit all over it? Then you're going to see the fuel in my – you're going to see the fire. You're going to see that. You're going to fuel that fire, and you're going to see me come out and come for your throat. And I will do that. And I will put you down and spit facts on you. And you know what's another mentor? And I want to say this out there publicly, and people come out to me, and they want to shit on me. You're you're just like – you're acting like – Portnoy, you're acting like El Prez. I'm, you know who I'm acting like? I'm acting like Brian Babikian. That's who I am. I am my own person. I am not somebody else. I am my own belief. I can look at someone like a Portnoy and I can see something like a Barstool and be like, they have the method to do what they're doing. This is great. They put in a blueprint. You could just take any companies like Pepsi and Coke, FedEx and UPS. They all mimic each other in some sort of way. It's a business model. That's what it is. And obviously, if it's working for him and I see it, okay. How can we be something like that? How can we be ride the wave and have its own, own identity? But obviously, they're killing it on social media when it comes to sports. Why do we need to be Nesson? Why do we need to be NBC Sports Boston? Why do we need to be journalists? We don't. There are so many people out there that have said, you're not a journalist. You can't do this. You, journalism's dead. Ja and it, it, get Barstool. Here we go. Jared Carabas working with the Red Sox. He's not a journalist. He was a blogger that worked his way up, worked his ass off, and deserves everything that he's getting right now because he worked for that. And he's built relationships with players, and he's built relationship with the, with the ownership of the Red Sox that he can come in and do things. He's not, a, he's not a journalist. He didn't go to journalism school for all that stuff. So people think that they're right. In this world, no one's ever right. No one is ever right. There's no – you just go out there and go do it because there's some unorthodox methods that actually end up being – that work, that work. And here's my take on luck is for losers. I'm going to channel my inner Gary V here. When people say good luck to you, they don't really mean it. Luck is for losers. Luck. Oh, you got lucky. It just was handed to you. No. It's hard work that makes something happen. It's believing in something that makes it happen. And it's not luck in life. It's not luck that, oh, I struck luck. It's timing. Life is about timing and using your time the right way. Sure, you win the lottery 
You could say you were lucky. It's timing. It's the timing of the balls falling, dropping, and end up working out for you. It's timing. We're, we're hosting an event on August 22nd. We have to put everything together at the right time. It's not luck that something happens. It's timing and hard work. You only have so much time in this life to do something. Make it worth every single second. There are going to be things in life that might take six months to develop because of time. And then when that day happens and you have all the time set, you capitalize based on your hard work. Yes, you could fail. And if you fail, the timing did not work at that right time. Because if you fail, you pick yourself back up and you do it all over again. Just like Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Timing didn't work out for him to throw 500 yards and three touchdowns and lose in a Super Bowl. But you know what he does? He doesn't cry about it. He works hard to get his team back into that spot the next year and win it. Because in the timing of being ready on February 3rd and down in Atlanta, the timing to work. They didn't get lucky to win a Super Bowl. They worked hard to go to a Super Bowl and win it. So all these people here that say good luck. I love saying good luck to people. Because luck is for losers. Like, it's literally for losers, dude. If you have that mentality of good luck, you don't really mean it. It's timing and hard work. I could go off on that. I'm going to do something about that, too. And I'll do a little Instagram. And, yes, you got to have a heart for your job. Thank you for that. Uh, let's, go, let's go on to the next one. Uh, I, got, I got text messages here. I got I to gotta read, read through them. This is like my little break right here. Okay. NFL commercial debut. Been waiting. Wait, waiting for waiting for months to talk about this. Real quick story about it. Casting call happened. Uh, my girl Catherine Swallow out there in LA. She said, "Hey, we have a casting call. They're looking for a real deal Patriots fans. You got to make a video." I had 24 hours to submit the video. Submitted the video. A couple weeks later, hey, we're flying you out to LA. We're filming this commercial Thursday night football. I was posting about it on IG. I got maybe 10 different emails throughout the time I was doing this. Please do not talk about it. You're, please do not talk about it. Please do not talk about it. We can pull it away. We can pull it away. We can pull it away. So I ended up getting to film it. It was an awesome time out there. And I've talked about it in other podcasts kind of briefly, like innuendos about it, but got out there. We filmed the commercial. So the commercial that just got released this week, I was in it for like two seconds. They said, make a goat noise. So I was like, ah, that's why I did that. And we show off the rings. Shout out to Silver Bullet. Those were his rings. So we got to be on the commercial. And, uh, there's going to be a full commercial, a full commercial heading into week six, Patriots versus Giants. Ooh, excuse me, burping out here. Patriots versus Giants, week six, full commercial, me and the Giants guy. He was a great guy. We're going to go to the game together on that Thursday night football game. So all week on Fox and NFL Network, it's going to be all over there. My boy Dog that I know is probably watching this has said that commercial is going to be big for you. And obviously it was probably big because even when I was shown for two seconds, I got CLNS Media now coming out here wanting to work with me because they see this stuff. Again, timing, timing, timing to know somebody out in LA that she sees this, hey, you should send this out. Timing for those days to develop each and every day. Timing to fly out to LA and get time off of work to go out there and film it. Timing for that commercial to eventually come out. Timing to capitalize on the commercial. Timing, hard work and timing. NFL commercial, that was fun. I hope, and again, timing, timing, where? You get a Super Bowl 54 tattoo and the NFL is going to cover it. Timing where the NFL is going to have a commercial for you in October. I'm not as stupid as I look. This, this brain is going all over the place. But if you really knew and saw the vision that I see, you would understand. And that's why some, they ride the wave. They understand. Like, I'm with Babs, man. Like, I know this is going to go somewhere. Timing. Just keep it out with that. I might say that for everything. You know what else is timing? Josh Gordon. It was timing. Because it's him now coming back. They took him off the um, the commissioner's list there. He's on the uh, – I, I forget what list he's on now. But he's got he's he's here. He's back. Josh Gordon. Everyone's happy. Came out of left field. It was it was out there. Uh, Josh Gordon now just ups that wide receiver core. You're going into it. You had – and now Emin just got cut. But you had uh, Philip Dorsett. You got Josh Gordon. You got Nikhil Harry, who looked pretty good in the first preseason game. His injuries kind of do scare me. but. Uh, and now you and you have Edelman, and you got Ben Watson. Don't sleep on Ben Watson. It's actually good that he has the first four games off. Comes in week five, he's gonna be rested. 
And you might have a surprise wide receiver like a Berrios make the roster. We'll see what ends up happening. This wide receiver core, plus your James Whites, your Sony Michels, who's been working on his check down game. You got guys that can catch the ball. Brady's little dink and dive. The guy that you know that Brady snaps it under center and takes him like a second and a half to get rid of it. He's got all these guys. A little short pass to Josh Gordon. That guy can run all the way to the end zone. This is a redemption year for Josh Gordon and Jacoby Myers. Yes, yes, Rune Dog. We'll get into that a little bit later. This is a redemption year for Josh Gordon. I hope he plays a full season. I can't, you can come out here and you can tell me what do you expect. I hope he plays all 16 games. I hope this is a redemption year for him because of what happened last year. And it just goes to show you again, the Pats got Josh Gordon last year and they didn't need him to win a Super Bowl. They didn't need him to put up 40 points against Kansas City or whatever it was in the AFC title game. They didn't need Josh Gordon. They didn't have to rely on him. So you don't always have to rely on one player. This is what makes the Patriots. They don't have that one stud player that, that you rely on, like a L.A. Rams where they rely, rely on Todd Gurley and he gets hurt. He's not the same. Your team's going to suck after that. You have a team like the Patriots. Like, let's say the Jets, they rely on Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell goes down. We have three, four, five capable running backs of coming in there and doing their job. So Josh Gordon coming back makes me excited. And I will say this, this team's going to go 12 and four. I want Josh Gordon out there. I think Josh Gordon can get double digit touchdowns. I think Brady loves him. And I think he's going to feed him the ball, which could be a mistake because I think he was looking too much his way last year and made some mistakes after that. I think he, I think Brady wants Josh Gordon in that limelight and get that respect that he deserves and make him that elite wide receiver. If you see the stuff that he does in, um, in Cleveland, and you know what's great is he still has a young body. It's not like he's putting a lot of wear and tear, and he's been taking care of himself. He's just got to control that mental game of whatever it is. We can make assumptions. We don't truly know what Josh Gordon is going through. We are not Josh Gordon. But I will say this, and I see this right here from Carrie, and I, and I see this from uh, Matisse over there. If the Patriots get Rob Gronkowski back before the first game of the season, they will go 19-0. I am so sure of that. If they don't have Gronk, I'm not – and I, I said that they've won Super Bowls without him. No. They need Rob Gronkowski to go 19-0. They need him to go 19-0. I've said this in the in the past, 12-4, and and I'm still sticking with it because I'm chalking up losses in Miami. I'm chalking up a loss to either Baltimore or, or Cleveland in one of those two games. I'm chalking up a loss in a four-game stretch between – Houston, Philly, Houston, uh, Dallas, and Kansas City. And I'm chalking up a loss when the last three games of the season because they've already locked up the one seed and they just they just, they just, just take a loss. And yes, Gronk might not come back. Yeah, it, it, we'll see. He might get the itch to come back halfway through the season. They have the money and they have the cap space. He might be on Dancing with the Stars. I hold take again with Gronk, and I've said this numerous times. Rob Gronkowski, you didn't want to do preseason. Rob Gronkowski, you didn't want to do OTAs. He wants to rest his body. Rob Gronkowski can come back week one and just slide in and play 25% of the snaps and just gradually just play more snaps every single week. Save him for the playoffs. That's what you need. What do I say? What does GRD say? Real football is played in January. It's played in February. This Patriots team is a playoff team every year. They can have a whole new starting roster in January that are all studs. That's like a Demarius Thomas. This is somebody that they might be like, you know what? He's going to make a difference for us when it's playoff time, when it's the end of the season, when we need those three extra wins, we get in the playoffs, and he's someone that means something. What's also great, too, is someone like Gronk or someone like DT, you have no game film on him for the entire year, and you can slide him right in. You can't really study for him. Belichick, Belichick chess right there. Rob Gronkowski, do you have any thoughts about you coming back? Radio silent. He doesn't want to give it up yet. All right. Josh Gordon, back. Don't say 19-0. I'll say 19-0 if they have Rob Gronkowski on the team. Ryan Allen was released this past week. So there was already talks and rumors of that happening right after the Super Bowl. Um, I don't, off the top of my head, know that if he had either a one year left on his contract or he had to sign a year or they or whatever it ended up being. Uh, Ryan Allen, they end up getting uh, Jake Bailey in the uh, fifth round there. He's a punter and a kicker. There's something that Belichick saw. Now, you, uh, you got to thank Ryan Allen for his time in New England. Three-time Super Bowl champion, went to four Super Bowls. Ryan Allen was a big, big, big influence last year in the Super Bowl with a lot of his punts. If you look up the stats, he had MVP-type numbers, if you think about it, just based on the way the game was going. Um, had a, had some great punts during the year. Is the left footer that Belichick loves. But uh, his time's up, and I trust Bel and Bill, and Bill we trust. 
That's what you got to do. He's moving on. He sees something to Bailey, something a young kid. And here's another take. Ryan Allen only has one year left on his contract. Anyways, he's going to leave. Let's just get this young kid in here. Let's get him the reps, I guess. I know it sounds hypocritical of me to say something like that. But let's just get him in here. Let's see what he ends up having. It uh, ends up having. And just look at someone like Goskowski right now. This guy's missing field goals in the preseason. So, you know, Belichick's probably looking at that. And, and he's like, all right, like we might need to move on with him as well, too. And Bill does love his special teams. So when it comes down to special teams, I trust Bill in this. Ryan Allen, that's great. What's fun with New England, or it's funny, is that we all fall in love with players. Example, Danny Amendola. It was Danny Amendola's time to go. Sure, he did a great job going to Super Bowl 52. He was not getting paid the money he's going to get paid. Does he deserve it? 100%. He deserves it. But there's a reason why the New England Patriots have been doing this for two straight decades under the salary cap under Bill Belichick. There's a reason that he's willing to let go of players and not give them the money that they think they should get. Example, Ty Law. Ty Law was on a contract year. And they tried to go through negotiations. Lawyer Malloy, go through that. Richard Seymour traded him away because they knew that he wasn't going to be able to afford him. They pretty much knows that these players are going to, yeah, they keep taking pay cuts and take pay cuts. Sure. You know why you're doing that? to win championships, to make money off your name brand. You're a three-time champion. People are going to want to buy into you. They're going to want to give you money for endorsements. So you're going to make money in other ways. Yeah, you want to secure the bag for your family and this and that. That's cool. Because again, there's a reason why the Pages have been doing this for almost 20 years under Bill Belichick, under the salary cap. He knows what he's doing. Trust Bill Belichick. And, and Bill, we trust. He knows what he's doing. He's thinking about the future of this team. All right, let me just take a couple of looks here uh, on, on here. He's dancing with the stars. So how's he going to come back with week one? Did they announce that today? I don't know. I actually, I wake up late. Uh, if I'm going to be at the um, Redskins game, don't know if I'm going to be going there yet. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, let's take some questions and wrap this up because I don't. I could just babble on for all day. Let's see what we got. Pull, pull up my questions here. Uh Lucas Smith, 84 thoughts on Jacoby Myers impact throughout the preseason. Jacoby Myers building that trust right now with Hoyer building that trust with the team. He's someone that if you have a roster bubble spot, right? Barrios or, or Myers, it might go to Myers. It's somebody that they might look at Myers and Myers could ball out, right? Myers could do a good job. Practice squad. You put them on there. Do you think a team is actually going to come out and put them on the 53-man roster? Don't forget this practice squad spots. Someone that is like that might not be picked up by a team. You could say, whoa, he did a great job in preseason. Other teams aren't going to see that. This is a guy that could end up – it's like Berrios. If Berrios was so good, why is he on another team and picked up when they put him on a practice squad? Like, just because, like, you're on the Patriots, like, and you go to practice squad doesn't mean you're automatically picked up. But I, I like that – uh Jacoby Myers is definitely making an impact. It's the third preseason game coming up. This is the game to see what ends up happening for some of these guys. And just remember, these guys are playing 50%. It's in shout out to Jim Harbaugh. These games are very meaningless. What they do in the games are very meaningless. They're not playing at complete full speed. It's what they're doing in practice. All the reps that they're getting, everything that they're seeing with the first and seconds, anything that they're seeing in practice is what means the most. Um, so it depends on what Jacoby could have great games during the preseason. What's that matter? What's that matter? Uh, you know, during his actual training camp and practices, that's what matters the most. And look at the guy, Ralph Webb last year, the running back gets like 20 carries, scores a bunch of touchdowns. Guy was cut. Everyone thought he was going to make the team guys cut. They kind of know who's going to be on the team at right at this point. Um, gotta go here. Uh, Dustin Powell, 26. Do you think that with Harry, They'll put them outside the numbers or Josh Gordon more. So I, I look at someone, it's, it's just a toss-up right now. We don't really know if Gordon's actually back week one. We don't even know what's going on with Nikhil Harry's injuries. And this someone that you might want to baby Nikhil Harry a little bit. Uh, that's something that Nikhil and Josh should be able to switch out back and forth. Uh, maybe they both both play on the outsides. You got Edelman in the slot. You got your tight end lineup. I don't. I don't know. We don't know anything. You. You could just guess. You're gonna guess. You don't know what package is gonna run. We're not Bill Belichick. We're not game planning here. You just pretty much trust that Nikhil Harry will be a solid addition as in his rookie year. I don't expect him to completely go off. 500 yards and maybe five touchdowns. That's great for a rookie right there. Don't expect him to put up Odell numbers or Randy Moss numbers. 
Don't forget that this team just loves to distribute the ball all around. That's what the Patriots like to do. Um, classical underscore teens. How'd you get started in Ride the Wave Media and grow a lot that you appeared on the NFL Network? Hard work and timing. That's what it is. That's a simple answer. I'm not going to even, that's, I could go, I can speak a whole thing about Ride the Wave. Hard work and timing. All right, Matisse Thea, Theobald, I probably said your name wrong and I know you're watching right now. Uh, who's more important to the Patriots dynasty, Bill or Tom? Who is more important? They're equally important in certain ways, but the most important part is Bill Belichick. Why? Well, does Tom Brady play defense? Does Tom Brady play special teams? Is Tom Brady drafting these guys? Is Tom Brady doing all the scouting for these guys? It's all Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is more important for bringing all these guys in. Bill Belichick is important for bringing a Stefan Gilmore in. Bill Belichick is important for bringing a Malcolm Butler in uh, undrafted. Bill Belichick is important for bringing a, like a Darrell Rivas in here. Bill Belichick is important for cutting guys and moving on from guys. Bill Belichick has that importance. Tom Brady wins you games. Tom Brady wins you Super Bowls here and there. Here and there is a key. Tom Brady is making them drive. Bill Belichick is the guy that is making most of the decisions on the team. He is the most important part. Comes from coaching. If you do, if you just say, look at look at Aaron Rodgers, then like you say, Aaron Rodgers is the most important part of the, to the Packers. Yeah, but does Aaron Rodgers play his defense and special teams when they're winning games like forty to 30, 40 to thirty? So it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick all day. Um, Jim Harbaugh. What team? What team will be smart enough to sign Ryan Allen? Proven difference maker on a big stage. I don't know on the top of my head who needs who needs players right now, who needs punters. Uh, I, if I'm a competing, you know, playoff team right now, I'm looking at his way. Dallas Cowboys maybe in the NFC might take a look at him. I don't know who the, I don't know all the punters of the game. Trust me. I don't know what the hell's going on with any anybody else. Um, if I'm just a playoff contending team, I, I would pick I'd pick him up. Hell, if I'm the Jets, I would just do it out of spite. Like just to get him out, like just to get him on there. But Ryan Allen has definitely proven Ryan Allen's going to make, uh, you know, the decision that he's going to make. Um, uh, I just try and think on the top of my head. Screw it. Go to the Oakland Raiders because I'm rooting for them. Let's we'll screw it. See what happens. Hey, you know what's funny is even last year, Cyrus Jones, everyone likes to shit on Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones was on the, on the Patriots last year, filled in a spot. Once Edelman came back, he left. Cyrus Jones killed it out in Baltimore. I, I'm rooting for Cyrus Jones. You all can shit on him for having a bad rookie season or whatever it was, but I, I root for guys that go on and try to make a difference. Trent Brown, he did something for us. He won a Super Bowl. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Trent Brown this upcoming year for Oakland and just prove to everyone, yeah, he's worth the money, but he, he could still do it. Um, Kieran, Kieran underscore B, what was your favorite Patriots? Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, Super Bowl 49. Super Bowl 49 is my favorite. Question, when did you become a Pats fan? I was, And I've said this so many times. I was more of a Sox fan growing up. Couldn't appreciate the first three Super Bowls. Super Bowl 49, to me, felt like the most important Super Bowl because I could actually cherish what it meant. I remember, I mean, 07 would have been great because of the undefeated season. But Super Bowl 49 was just that first Super Bowl that you, I truly understood what the game of football was. I was also over the age of 21. I uh, could celebrate a little bit more and everything. So, and you're coming off that, Technically, 10-year drought of them not winning a Super Bowl. So Super Bowl 49 meant the, meant the most. Super Bowl 51 obviously was cool because of the comeback. Right here. That's him catching my Super Bowl bet right here. $1,200 that's coming up this year. Um, but I'd say Super Bowl 49. Let's see. Patrick343, what do you think about Goskowski's preseason struggles? Dude, been struggling for the last... I love Goskowski. When I play fantasy football, I just draft Goskowski in like the sixth round every year. Seventh round. I want him on my team. He was the best kicker. This guy's struggling. There must be something that Belichick sees on his kickoffs that he wants to keep him there. But this guy, it hurts. There's been there's been games where Goskowski missing a field goal has cost him the game. Those one or two or three points. And you could say that it's a whole team effort, but it's definitely cost him a game. Even last year in the Super Bowl, missing when it's 13 to three and it's three, three and you're, and you're, and you're missing a field goal like that stuff hurts, man. Um, I feel that the Patriots should have moved on from him already. Because he's at the age right now or a year after that they moved on from Adam Venateri. I think they moved on from when he was 33, 34, uh, 33, 34. That's where they should be moving on from Goskowski and find that next kicker. But maybe Belichick doesn't see anybody yet. 
Maybe he sees somebody in next year's draft that he's going to bring in. And Bill, we trust. And Bill, we trust. If if Goskowski misses a field goal, you know Bill's taking heat for it. Um, E1, Papino, who's our defensive coordinator? Bill Belichick. It's, it's just like last year. Flores came in. He's going to be doing a couple calls. It's Bill Belichick. Gerard Mayo's in here. He's going to let him do some couple calls. It's still Bill Belichick. It's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick controls the entire entire uh, game. Yeah, in Roondog, AFC Championship game versus Denver. Missed that. I'm Persico 223. I'm just I'm staring at this question. And I'm thinking before I can say this. Uh, I just want to laugh at this. Um, I'm Persico 223. Without getting too political, what are your full, detailed, deeply held political views? I don't get political. You say politics for yourself and at Ride the Wave Media. And this is a shout out to anybody here that's watching, anybody that works for us. Leave politics out of it. Let's keep this to sports. Let's keep it to entertainment. Let's keep it to fun. Every so often, sports and politics mix in, kneeling and all that, this and that. Don't want to bother with it. I care more about the game. I care more about what happens on the field. You know, you could say politics in terms of domestic violence and this and that and how things are handled. And they're always going to be politics. Don't care. You know what? Like, just let's, it's for the love of the game. You know, sometimes this thing is bigger than a game. It's about the community and all that. Do not care about politics whatsoever. And we'll never get into that. And then he wrote a bunch of political questions. That's why I'm reading. Live financial free in two days. History all over again. History, two days away. Super Bowl 54 tattoo. And we already booked our trip down to Miami. And Ride the Wave is going to be down there. Thanks to 100. We're going to get more details on that. But we're going to have a big party down there. A whole week down there. And... A canoe 15 when you're getting it, it's this Thursday that I'm going to be getting it. Um, Bella, Bella underscore Tamino, who will be the key for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl? I mean, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the key. Keep Tom Brady healthy and protect him all goddamn year, and he'll be the key for you winning the Super Bowl. And Bill Belichick will be the key. And your defense staying healthy. And your special teams, because it's a team game. But Brady, Brady's the most important. Get him to that game, and then your defense. Defense was championships. Um, some of this, some of these are saying. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Uh, Cecily Moore, Mo, ugh, Cecily Moore Bradley, vastly in an aquifer. This is a good question because when you get the tattoo, this was my first tattoo last year, and I had to ask people, "What do I do?" It's all about when you get the tattoo. It's all about, and shout out to Milk Tats, uh, antibacterial unscented dial foam soap. So you got to wash it off. You can't touch it. You got to you gotta put the water on it. Let it wrench. You clean your hands. Make sure you clean your hands with the antibacterial. You take the soap. You rub it. You do that. Take the water. Splash it on there. You know? Then, you know, pat dry it. And then you take the aquaphor. Get the spray aquaphor and spray it. And make sure you get it all nice and do. Keep doing that. You want to have no infections. So I have, I'm going out tomorrow. I'm buying my aquaphor. I'll get it ready. That thing's going to hurt like a bitch. Tyler underscore Miller 35. Why is this show so bad without Tyler? This show was so much better without Tyler Miller. Tyler Miller last episode was doing this the entire time. And then we look up and say something. This show, we'll see on Friday. Boston's big three will actually make a comeback with GRD. I think the show is missing GRD, and that's that's the reason why it's not doing so well. But we still go out there. It doesn't matter. Um, M. Hampion 19 Hamponian. Maybe that's how you say it. Did you worry that the Patriots weren't going to win the Super Bowl? So, story here too. Jonathan Kraft saw me before the Super Bowl and said, "Say like, oh, you kind of look familiar." And I said, "Yeah, a guy with a tattoo." He goes, "Aren't you worried we're going to lose Sunday?" And I looked him in the eyes and said, "I'm trusting your team that you're going to win this game." And then at the after party, he goes, "Did did he's like, I can't believe you did it. Like, what would you have done if we lost?" I'm like, "You guys are winning the Super Bowl. They're winning the Super Bowl." Just like I tell you, they're winning the Super Bowl. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. I tell you this year, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Why would I not? Why would I do it and think they're not gonna win the Super Bowl? Stupid, stupid. You're not stupid for asking that. I'm just saying it's stupid. Yeah, so you are stupid. Um, Sam underscore Molly Malloy, maybe Malloy. I'm terrible. Love him. Will the Pats be a top five D? Yes. Right now, Bleacher Report preseason said they're gonna be six. They're gonna be number one. No, and it all depends on stack categories too. This is what West. Gotten to Jim Harbaugh. It all depends on stack quarter categories. 
fantasy football terms that they'd be number one? Are they going to be number one in points allowed? Like, I'm saying overall statistically eyeball test, eyeball test. They're going to be the top defense of the league. I think they're going to have – see, I don't want to go out there and make too many hot takes. I think that they're going to be top three in points allowed. You know, I think they're going to be top three in sacks. I think they're going to be huge in the QB pressuring. Um, I'm not a stack guy, but I just say in the eyeball, they're going to be top three. There might be a team like the Chicago Bears that could be a top defense in the league, but the Patriots will definitely be that. Um, Wrapping up here. (laughs) Jay Norms, 13. Uh, Do you think any of our running back will rush for more than 1,000 yards and have over 10 total touchdowns? I think if Sony Michelle stays healthy for the entire year, so last year he didn't play much preseason. I think he was hurt last year. And he didn't actually come in to a game until the Detroit game, which was week three, and was still, that was his preseason. Sony Michelle has a chance to score at least double digits and have 1,000 rush yards this year. If I'm going to put it on anybody, I'm putting on, I'm putting on him. James White's the check down guy. Uh, you got Damian Harris. I don't know what they're going to do with him. You got Rex Burkhead. That's the kind of guy that will come in every so often. It's, I think it's the Sony Michelle show. Pencil him in for a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns, Jay Norms. Cause I'm going in with you on that one. I think Sony Michelle can absolutely hundred percent do that this season. Sony Michelle, a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns. He's someone that the guy's got three touchdowns last year against the Chargers alone in the playoff game. It's something that he might end up getting three touchdowns and another three. He might get six touchdowns in two different games this season. And uh, VJ, I see you there. I've already said my uh, take on Josh Gordon. You got to listen to the full thing. All right. That's it. That's Babs versus everybody. We talked it all today. I can't, I can't do this much longer. Another 50 minutes with me. Took a bunch of questions today. Again, shout out to Greenline Tees. Got to do this again. First Cantor shirt. Make sure you check them out. Greenline Tees. Shout out to 1 in 100 for showing us so much love. They believed in us. They, this is something that one of 100 spends watching me for months and months and months. And they came in and they helped us out. And the reason why ride the wave still exists today, shout out to six string this Thursday, we're going to be there. I got another arm that needs to be inked up. Super Bowl 54 tattoo unveiling viewing party, whatever it ends up being. We will be there 3 30 PM sharp. Best buddies, Massachusetts, Rhode Island doing a bunch of raffles that you, uh, We'll, we'll get to more in later. We don't even, it's a couple of things. There's going to be some socks tickets. They're going to be game with the greats tickets. They're going to be jerseys. There's going to be memorabilia. There's going to be gift baskets, all these sorts of things out there. So make sure you check them out. Um, one in 100 wise words of GRD. We ain't worried about nothing. Ah, ah. But thank you for tuning in. Bash versus everybody. We need the big three back. This Friday, we're going to record. And this is one of the things we can't do at YouTube anymore. I'm going to ramble on here. This is not the overtime. It's the overtime. We can't do this anymore uh, live. We're figuring it out. Doing it live is so much better. Doing it live, we can take questions. Uh, doing it live, it is what it is. We'll do it live. But uh, Boston's big three, we're working on it. And we got some fun things coming, uh, getting planned out for that with editing. We're bringing some people in. And uh, just keep staying with us. Keep riding the wave because it's just going to keep getting bigger, bigger, bigger. Keep riding it, dude. Let's go. See you guys Thursday.